0: Three, two, one! Blast Fight Life Podcast, episode number 5, we're back Hey everyone, thanks for listening in My name is Ezekiel, and here we are, episode 5 We were gone away for a bit, but it's alright, you know, I got caught up with school, some other stuff uh, You know, I do a lot of stuff uh, besides cover MMA, you know I cook, I train, I go to school, you know And I sleep, right? And I eat. But here we are. We're back, and holy shit, lots and lots of stuff has happened since we had our last podcast. I just wanna talk about MMA right now. It's so amazing. The events we're getting PFL, Bellator, UFC. You know, last year was very interesting because of COVID, right? But, you know, fuck the past. We're here. It's summer 2021. And Damn, MMA is on the rise right now. You know, MMA is becoming more and more bigger than ever because of ESPN and Just the great presidents that we have uh, in the MMA organizations. So let's get right into it First and foremost, thank you everyone for tuning in and let's cut right into UFC 263 Which happened this past weekend on June 12th in Arizona. Damn fucking Arizona full crowd no mask Fuck the mask, all love for MMA. Let's do it. On the prelims, one of the fights that really caught my attention that I'm sure caught the attention of a lot of people was a lightweight fight between Terrence McKinney versus Matt Frevola. Seven second knockout. What the fuck? Terrence McKinney. For a lot of people who don't know about Terrence McKinney, he was on Dana White's contender season, season three, back in twenty nineteen and he lost he got knocked out and then he went on the regional scene again he got submitted and then ever since 2021 at the start of this year he's been on a three fight win streak three fucking ko's and you know what ufc said all right you know you want to fight in the ufc come through and damn he delivered he knocked out matt frevola in seven seconds holy shit That's a fast-ass knockout. So good for that kid. You know, he's only 26. Terrence McKinney, sky's the limit. We'll see who they match him up with next. All right? Another card on the prelims that was awesome. I'm talking about the prelims here, ladies and gentlemen. UFC 263, the early prelims that were on ESPN Plus and UFC Fight Pass. A woman's bantamweight fight between the former bantamweight title challenger, Alexis Davis, versus Penny Kianzad. I thought Alexis Davis was going to win this fight. You know, she's got the experience, she's got the confidence, but Pani Kianzad beat her. And when you beat a former title challenger like Alexis Davis, you know, especially in the women's divisions, you know, uh, you're going to get climbed up the rankings. So Pani Kianzad, I don't think she's ranked at the moment, but she beat Alexis Davis, which is a very good win for her. So we'll see who uh, she fights next. You know, I'm here looking at the UFC rankings, see if I see her name. Yep penny kianzad she's ranked number 11 she's ranked number 11 and she just beat alexis davis who fought for the title against ronda rousey back in 2013 2014 so she's going up there to the top 10 she'll be there soon you know we'll see who she fights next let's move up to the prelims the main prelims holy shit we had lauren murphy versus joanne calderwood A lot of people thought that these two ladies were definitely going to be next in line for the title shot against Valentina Shinshenko, but I thought Joanne Calderwood was going to win this fight, but damn, this was a very close fight. Lauren Murphy, flyweight, Joanne Calderwood, flyweight, Lauren Murphy, uh, she won by split decision, you know, so this was also a good fight for her. And Lauren Murphy, I think she's ranked number two or three at uh, Bantamweight, but... No, at flyweight. My bad. But, yeah, she's ranked number three, right? Kaylin Shukagan, who already got knocked out by Valentina Shinshenko. She's ranked number two. Jessica Andraj, who got knocked out, TKO'd by Valentina Shinshenko. I mean, can anyone beat this woman? Let's just talk about Valentina Shinshenko for a second. She's been training Muay Thai since she was a kid. She has a professional Muay Thai record. You go on Wikipedia, you see all her wins. And she was at bantamweight. For a bit, you know, she she never won the title there because she got beat by Amanda Nunez, the woman's MMA GOAT. And then next thing you know, the woman's flyweight division is created. Valentina comes down and damn, she's been on a tear. So I don't think that Lauren Murphy is going to beat Valentina Shincheco, you know, I'm sure a lot of fans can agree with that. But crazier things have happened. But I'll put my whole paycheck on uh, Valentina Shinshenko will beat Lauren Murphy. And that fight should happen this year, without a doubt. So the women's flyweight title, I can picture it right now. Main event or co-main event. Valentina Shinshenko versus Lauren Murphy. So stay tuned for that, guys. Stay tuned for that. Another sick-ass fight that was on the prelims was Brad Riddle versus Drew Dober. Damn. The lightweight division. The UFC Lightweight division delivers again. Drew Dober, ranked number 13. Fighting Brad Riddell, who's not ranked in the top 15 yet. But this was such a good fight. Back and forth fight. Good win for Brad Riddell, but damn. The first round was sick. Those guys were going at it back and forth, you know. Ups and downs. Takedown attempts. Good punches. But Brad, Brad Riddle got the decision. for him, you know, he did it. He did it, and he should be on his way to the top 15 soon. And when you're in the lightweight division, shit, it's no easy task. There's no easy fight in the lightweight division. Let me just bring up the rankings in the lightweight division. Uh, We'll start with number six, Tony Ferguson. Ranked number seven, RDA, former, former champion. Number eight, Dan Hooker. Number nine, Islam Makachev. Number 10, Gregory Gillespie. Number 11, Kevin Lee. Number 12, Diego Ferreira. Number 13, Drew Dober. 14, Thiago Moises. Damn. Brad Riddell, you got a long way to go, man, to get to that title. But he can do it, you know. He's uh, He's only 29, you know. He's from New Zealand. He has other good wins in the UFC. You know, he's actually on a four-fight winning streak in the UFC. So good for him, you know he only has one loss in his career which is back in 2018 he got armbarred but ever since then boom tko tko decision came into the ufc in 2019 at ufc 243 won a decision one another decision one another decision and he just beat drew Dober. so he's got four decisions right but finishes are always important too in mma especially in the big leagues like ufc if you get finishes you know you get pushed faster to uh the top 10 the top five but hey You know, I wrestled in college and one of my wrestling coaches always said, you're not going to pin people all the time in matches because everyone's just so fucking good. You know, everyone's so good. Just like in MMA, you know, you're not going to knock out every opponent you get, you know, unless you're a beast. But yeah, good win for Brad Riddell. Let's move on to the main card. Holy fuck. Damn, let's just get to it, right? The fight that just made everyone tear up and just. When Brandon Moreno won, it was so amazing, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, what well, the 125-pound weight class has had its ups and downs, mostly downs. 125-pound weight class, the flyweight division, is definitely my favorite weight class. You know, a lot of people will say I'm biased because I'm a flyweight as well. I wrestled in college at 125 pounds. Uh, if I do decide to fight MMA, I'll definitely fight at 125 pounds. But damn, enough about me. Brandon Moreno, the first... Mexican-born UFC champion of the planet Earth. He did it. He fucking did it. And I want to remind everyone about Brandon Moreno. I knew about Brandon Moreno in 2016 because the first Ultimate Fighter show that featured flyweights was in 2016. The Ultimate Fighter 24. The winner of that tournament was supposed to fight Mighty Mouse Johnson, and they did. The winner was Tim Elliott. But it was Team Benavides versus Team Cejudo. Team Be- Joseph Benavides, one of the best flyweights in the world. You know, he never won the title. He probably won't win the title. Cejudo, you know, the f- we all know about him, Triple C. But Brandon Moreno, when he was on this TV show back in 2016, he was the lowest seed guy. He was ranked at number 16. His first fight, they gave him Alexander Pantoja, and he lost. He lost that fight. He got submitted, I think. I think he got submitted. Let me check here on Wikipedia. Yeah, he got rear naked choked in the second round. But damn, I think that fight is on YouTube. Holy shit. Brandon Moreno came out came out guns blazing. He was just throwing hooks, throwing punches, throwing uppercuts. Pantoja eventually said, you know what? This guy's just throwing way too many punches. I'm going to take him down. And Pantoja's a beast on the ground. He's a black belt. So when Pantoja took him down, he just sinked in that rear naked choke. And Pantoja went on to, uh, you know, the tournament. He didn't win the tournament. But we're talking about Brandon Moreno here. He lost the first round of the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, that must have been devastating. Back then, he was 22 years of age. A lot of people could have counted counted him out back then. This, this was in 2016. But you know what this motherfucker does? He goes into UFC again because they give him another shot, you know, his... His roots help him out, you know, him being Mexican. And he gets a couple wins in the UFC. He beats Luis Smoca, Ryan Benoit, Dustin Ortiz, okay? These are in 2016 and 2017. And then he loses to Sergio Perez. And then he loses to Alexander Pantoja again. Then he gets kicked out of the UFC. You know, Dana White said, you know what? You lost two fights, you know, get out of here. And this was around the time when, you know, the UFC Flyweight division was still being dominated by Mighty Mouse Johnson and what brandon moreno did was he went to lfa he won a title there Then he came back to the ufc in 2019 had a good fight against askar askarov that was a draw he had three wins in a row then he fought division Figueroa in december ufc 256 that fight was sick right and then what he did this weekend was amazing he submitted the brazilian to become the first Mexican-born UFC champion. This is great for the UFC and this is great for Mexico because right now there's a lot of performance institutes institutes being built around the world. I think there's one being built in China. There's obviously the one in Vegas. Uh, Dana White said in an interview that he wants to build one in Mexico. You know, He just has to get the land. And as far as his next fight... You know, he might fight Askar Askarov. Well, that's what I thought. But now the fight just got announced that Askar Askarov is going to fight Alex Perez. Alex Perez fought for the title already uh, and he, he lost. So I'm sure Brandon Moreno will fight the winner of Askar Askarov versus Alex Perez sometime later this year. In my eyes, I'm, this is what I want to happen. Brandon Moreno versus Askarov or Perez in December in Mexico. How fucking cool would that be? Put in Alexa Grasso in that card. Put in Yair Rodriguez. Put in all these Mexican fighters. Give some local uh, Mexican MMA fighters a chance too. You know, put him on that card. You know, just make it a big card. Mexico, right now, they are so happy. Let's talk about the loser, Davison Figueroa. This guy's the one who beat my favorite fighter. You know, Joseph Benavides. And right now, Davison Figueroa. He had some trouble making weight on Friday before the event and he had to weigh in a second time, but he made the weight. There's rumors going around that he might bump up to 135 pounds, which I could see happening, right? But if he gets his shit together and gets on a good diet, he could also stay at 125, you know, and he could still challenge for the title again because he's still the former champion and he had a title defense, you know, a good one against Alex Perez. So we'll see what happens with that. But damn, the flyweight division right now is popping. Let me just talk about the flyweights right now again. Brandon Moreno is a champion. Figueredo is a number one contender. Askar Askarov is going to fight Alex Perez. Pantoja, who has two wins over the champion, Brandon Moreno. I don't think he has a fight coming up. Joseph Benavides, a lot of people will say he's past his prime. I definitely think so, you know. Brandon Roival ranked at number six. I don't think he has a fight. Booked, I don't remember. Kai Cara France, another Ultimate Fighter 24 alumni. At number eight, Rogério Bontorin. At number nine, Matt Chanel, another tough 24 alumni. Damn. Good for Bradley Moreno. I mean, so happy for him. And he's such a good guy. And he's not a shit talker, you know. In the face-offs, Figueredo pushed Moreno. And what Moreno did... He just laughed it off. You know, that's what a true champion does. A true champion does not let things get in his head. A true champion does not talk shit. A true champion just fights. You know, he loves to fight. And that's what he did. Let's move on to another awesome fight that happened this weekend. Damien Maya, the Jiu Jitsu Black Belt versus Bilal Muhammad. I thought Damien Maia was going to win this fight with his jiu-jitsu. I mean, we all know about Damien Maia, right? He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's fought the who's who's. He's fought everyone at Walter White. He's fought Gilbert Burns, Ben Askren, Kamar Usman, Colby Covington, Tyron Woodley, Masvidal, Carlos Condit, the former interim champion, Matt Brown, Rory McDonald back in the day, five, six years ago, Jake Shields, John Fitch. He fought Chris Weidman in 2012. He fought Mark Munoz, the wrestler, in 2011. He fought Anderson Silva uh, 10 years ago. Damn, he fought Cheo Sonnen at UFC 95 12 years ago. He's fought everyone. But you can't stay at the top for too long. Bilal Muhammad, the up-and-coming Superstar. Brought it to him. He won a unanimous decision. He played the game plan smart. You know, he stopped a few of those takedowns. And I feel so bad for Bilal Muhammad. Because in his last fight, you know, that eye poke against Leon Edwards in March. You know, that was just that was just bananas, right? But, you know, shit happens. But this is a very good win for Bilal Muhammad. As far as Damien Maya, I was watching Below the Belt yesterday with Brendan Schaub. And, you know, rumors are speculating around that uh, Brendan, not Brendan Schaub. Damian Maya might get released from the UFC, you know. I hope Damian Maya does not get released from the UFC just because he's done so much for the sport, you know, and he's a fan favorite. But, you know, Bilal Muhammad, he's a winner here, right? He's still not in the top 10, but he's almost there, okay? If you look on uh, my Instagram, Blast Fight Life, the last post I posted was about Bilal Muhammad. He is ranked currently number 12 at welterweight. He's behind Lee Jin Liang, Jeff Neal, Damian Maya, Neil Magny. I don't think the rankings have been updated yet, so I wouldn't be surprised if Bilal Muhammad gets bumped up in these rankings. But, you know, as I was talking about lightweight, you know, about the Drew Dober fight, there's no easy fight at at, at watcherweight. Let's just talk about uh, watcherweight for a minute. Number one, Colby Covington. Number two, Gilbert Burns who's fighting Stephen Thompson this year. Number three, Leon Edwards, who we'll get to right now. Stockton slap, bitches. Number five, Vicente Luque, who's actually fighting Michael Chiesa, who's number six. Damn. Number seven, Masvidal. You know, Masvidal's a superstar, but I don't think he'll become champion. That's just me. Number eight, Neil Magny. Number nine, Damian Maia. He'll probably get bumped down. But yeah, Bilal Muhammad. Good for him. He got a great win against... A UFC legend, played a game, played a very good game plan, you know, kept his distance, did his thing, and won a decision, you know, it wasn't, you know, an exciting fight, but he did what he had to do, and when you fight a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt like Damon Maya, you know that that tool that that fighter has, you know, you know that, I mean, if it was a Jiu-Jitsu match, i put all my money on Damon Maya, you know, straight up, but this is MMA, where you can use other tools, you know, so good for Bilal Muhammad, Let's jump into the fight that probably stole the show, you know? Diaz. Everyone's talking about Nate Diaz even though his lo- he lost this fight. Poor Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards is ranked top five at welterweight. And he's not getting any love. Personally, I don't think Leon Edwards is going to fight Kamara Usman this year for the title. I think that shot will be given to the winner of Steven Thompson and Gilbert Burns. Because here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Nowadays, when you win fights, you also you also have to market yourself. Not only do you have to market yourself to draw pay-per-view points, but you also have to win in good fashion, you know? And let's talk about this fight, right? Leon Edwards was just beating up Nate Diaz, you know? Doing everything he could, right? But at the last seconds of this fight, Nate Diaz, out of nowhere, just rocks Edwards And starts pointing at him and laughing in his face. There's blood all over Nate Diaz's fucking face. And Diaz stole the show, you know? Dana White started talking about how crazy this Diaz fight was, you know? All the fans on Twitter started talking about Diaz. But Leon Edwards, man, I feel for that motherfucker. I mean, he he should have gotten a title shot already. But he's probably not. I mean, he might, you know? Who knows? Who knows? Honestly. But if I were Leon Edwards, this is what I would do. I would just keep training, right? In case the title shot is given to him. Or, I mean, either way, he has to keep training, right? But he might fight the winner of, or loser of, uh, Gilbert Burns and Steven Thompson. So we'll see about that. You know, as for Nate Diaz, he's lost a couple fights in a row. But his superstardom is what really elevates him in his career, you know? He's lost two fights in a row. He got knocked out by George Masvidal in 2019 remember guys for the bmf belt and he just lost to leon edwards so he lost to two top 10 welterweights honestly if i were nate diaz i would just go back to 155 pounds and i know he doesn't want to cut weight i get it but even then you know i want and what at 155 pounds there's no easy fight for nate diaz there really isn't i mean who would we put him against Ooh, i know Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz Fuck it, make that fight at 170, you know Hey, Dana I'm gonna tweet you right now You better book Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson That would be a sick, sick fight But yeah, Leon Edwards did it Okay, he's still a top 5 welterweight He did what it had to do Go on YouTube, everyone And watch the post-fight interviews Good stuff Let's get to the main event, Israel Desanya Who I knew was gonna win Defeats Martin Vittori. And Israel Desanya, he always does crazy shit, right? When he knocked out Paulo Costa, he fucking dry-humped in. Crazy-ass motherfucker. Israel Desanya, I think Martin Vittori was going in for a takedown, and Israel Desanya grabs his butt cheeks. (laughs) Fucking funny. But he did what he had to do. Israel Desanya just beat up Martin Vittori. Martin Vittori had nothing for him. Nothing. And now there's a problem. There's a small problem at middleweight. Who is going to fight adesanya and beat him i don't think robert whitaker is gonna beat adesanya i really don't paulo costo he already knocked him out baron vittori beat him twice jared Calonier, you know that might be a good fight derek brunson jack hermanson they're until they're until you know if he wins his next fight he might get the title shot uriah hall Kevin Gastelum, edmund shabzayan He still got a lot of work to do he's a young kid who trains with ronda rousey but Israel Adesanya is just one of those the guys that is just super talented you know he is a gift from the MMA gods you know he has this kickboxing background and Marvin Vittori his game plan, his game plan was pretty obvious right I'm gonna take down Adesanya and beat him just because John Black did the same thing to Israel Adesanya but let's not forget that that fight was at 205 pounds Israel Adesanya is now fighting at his natural weight class, 185 pounds. Marvin Vittori did take down Adesanya a couple times, but Israel Adesanya stayed composed. He stayed calmed. And he got up. He got up. In MMA, it doesn't matter if you're not a good jujitsu guy or a good wrestler. As long as your defense is on point and you get up immediately after a takedown, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You know, so it doesn't really matter if you get taken down in MMA. As long as you get get, as as long as you get back up instantly, you know, in a couple seconds, as soon as your ass touches that mat, you got to start thinking, "Holy shit! Holy shit! I am up. I have to get up. I can't let this guy hold me down." You know, so Israel Desanya really impressed me on the wrestling department, and I know he just got his uh, his purple belt in jiu jitsu from Atos headquarters in San Diego. So I know he's definitely been working on his jiu-jitsu, right? But Marvin Vittori, I feel for that guy. I mean, he lost twice to his brother Tanya He's probably going to be a gatekeeper now. You know, the Italian, he was supposed to be the first Italian champion, but, you know, shit didn't happen. He's still got good wins in the UFC. You know, Kevin Holland, Jack Hermanson. But I just don't see Vittori challenging for the title again anytime soon. I just don't, you know? We'll see who he fights next. Martin probably gonna is um, probably going to fight a low-ranked guy next. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. But Israel Desanya, let's give him all the praise in the world, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he's still the UFC middleweight champion. This is very good, you know, for New Zealand, you know, the, the African market as well, you know. Him, Kamara Usman, and Francis Nugano, you know, those guys are the three top guys, you know, in the... African community for MMA. So that's very good, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be Israel Desanya versus Robert Whitaker next. Let's not forget about what happened in the first fight. Robert Whitaker versus Israel Desanya two, three years ago at UFC 243. Israel Desanya knocked out Robert Whitaker in the second round in Australia. Damn, this was in Australia. I forgot about that fight. This was in Robert's hometown. Not hometown, but his fucking where he, where he grew up. And Israel Desanya has three four three title defenses already. So if Israel Desanya beats Robert Whitaker, which I think he will, that'll be four title defenses. So we'll see. I mean, holy shit, that was two UFC two sixty three in a nutshell, you know. You know, highlighting some good wins again. Uh, Bilal Muhammad beats UFC legend, Damien Maya. Leon Edwards gets a win, but it's not really a win as far as a win that'll take him to a title shot he beats Nate Diaz and you know I'm just just gonna put this out there Nate Diaz is a badass motherfucker and Terrence McKinney you know the young kid who made his UFC debut he got a nice KO uh Lauren Murphy she won against John Calderwood and we'll see if she gets the next title shot Brandon Moreno becomes a first UFC Mexican campeon. Viva Mexico, cabrones. That's what's up. And of course, Israel Adesanya beats uh, Martin Vittori. And some other fights happened over this weekend too. Bellator 260 took place, ladies and gents. Douglas Lima lost his welterweight title. Yaroslav Amosov beat Douglas Lima at Bellator 260 on June 11th by decision. In the, in the main card, Aaron Pico. The california wrestler he beat aiden lee by an anaconda choke aaron pico is doing great things right now he trains at jackson's gym in albuquerque new mexico with holly Holm, uh john jones clarissa shields which i'll talk about her too right now good for aaron pico you know He had a couple ups and downs in his career. You know, I remember his first fight in Bellator in New York. He got knocked out or submitted, I think. He got submitted. But now he's using his wrestling and his jiu-jitsu is coming together. So good for Aaron Pico. The future is bright for him. All right. And, yeah, we got a lot of MMA coming up this uh, month, fam. Blast Fight Life, fam. June 25th, we got another Bellator card. UFC uh, Bellator 261. At Heavyweight, we got Timothy Johnson versus Valentin Moldavsky. In the main card, we also have Liz Carmouche, the former UFC bantamweight title challenger. She's fighting against Kana Watanabe. We got Miles Jury, who is a former UFC fighter at lightweight. He's fighting Sydney Outlaw. Ooh, that'll be a good one. Right? Let's look into the next month as well. July 16th, we have Juliana Vasquez, the Bellator flyweight champion. Fighting Denise Kilholtz. That would be a good fight as well. Let's jump into PFL. This past weekend at PFL, what happened? Clarissa Shields, the former boxer, she made her MMA debut and she beat Brittany Elkin by TKO. It was was sick. Uh, Clay Collard. I think this is the same guy who beat Anthony Pettis a few weeks ago. Yes, he got another win against Joey Tan Luterbach by decision, split. And, you know, the PFL format is a tournament format, everyone. So if you don't keep up with PFL, you know, I definitely suggest you start watching it. PFL, professional fight league. Bubba Jenkins, the former Division I national champion. Yeah, he won a national title. Uh, At 145 pounds, he's fighting. He beat Bobby Moffett. By a unanimous decision. That was another good fight. PFL 5. Later this month, we got Rory McDonald fighting. Woo! We got Rory McDonald's fighting Gleason Tiabu. Gleason Tiabu. A lot of people thought this guy is the guy that beat Khabib Nurmagomedov. Go on YouTube and type in Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Gleason Tibau. It was a close fight. Close, close fight. But Rory McDonald is fighting. The former UFC fighter, we got two horses on this card that people might know. That's probably the only uh, name. Oh, we got Curtis Melander. Curtis Melander. He's he trains here in uh, Orange County, uh, CSW. So you know he's coming up. He's coming off a couple of tough losses, but he's got a great team behind him. He definitely does. So I'm confident Curtis Melander can beat. Michael Med Michael Meg, Karimov man these Russian names right but yeah ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to Blast Fight Life Podcast episode number 5 so much fucking MMA has happened and we got more as far as UFC let's talk about what UFC is bringing to us soon this month again this weekend the Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige holy fuck at Bantamweight, we got Marlon Vera. He's fighting as well. Chito Rivera. Chito Vera. We also got next... The week after that, June 26th, we have a heavyweight card. Cyril Gain versus Alexander Volkov. Nice. Ooh, at Flyweight, we have Tim Elliott versus Sue Mudarje. That's definitely going to be my favorite fight on the card. I love the Flyweights. And then next month... Conor mcgregor versus dustin poirier the third fight holy fuck i got poirier again and that's the same night where gilbert burns fights wonder boy thompson another good fight we got sean O'Malley fighting Luis mocha at bantamweight we got carlos condit i'm talking about ufc 264 right now ladies and gentlemen ufc 264 july 10th the headline dustin poirier versus conor mcgregor the third fight we got oh we got kevin lee on this card as well he's fighting sean brady Kevin Lee fought Tony Ferguson for the interim title back in 2017. Uh, we got Nico Price. Nico Price always brings it. We got Condit, the former interim champion from back in the GSP uh, days. Fighting Max Griff Ooh, Ryan Hall. The Jiu-Jitsu Wizard is fighting Iliato Topoida. I forgot about this fight. This is on the early prelims, so you better fucking watch the prelims, everyone. Fuck. Where's my prelim game at, homies? All right, that's it, you know. That's it for this podcast, episode number five, all right? I'm working on getting more content out there for you guys, but I would really appreciate the support if you could follow my Instagram page, Blast Fight Life. Tell your friends, tell your family to follow my page. I try to post as much content out there as I can, you know? Uh, Follow my personal page, too, on Instagram, Zeke 125 L-I-T-T-L-E, Zeke, Z-E-K-E, 125. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Coming out of the way from Orange County, California. Right now, I'm in my truck doing this podcast. That's what's up. Uh, See you on the next podcast. Hopefully, I get another podcast in the next couple weeks. For sure, by the end of this month. That's a promise by me, okay? Uh, Thanks, everyone. Peace out.